0: Another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we like to watch movies from our youth and see if they're actually still any good. I'm Nick. I'm Brett.
1: I'm Sam. I'm Ash. I'm in this. And that's Bryce. (laughs) There's some
0: confidence there.
2: Yeah,
1: I like it.
0: Oh. It only took you a year and a half. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in this, bitch.
1: (laughs) He's finally accepted us.
0: So I think this time we're watching the maybe the newest movie that we've seen yet in our podcast run. Um, so we're watching Idiocracy from 2006.
1: Wow. 2006? 2006.
0: Two thousand six. I didn't
1: realize it was that new. That was my junior year of high school. That was my
3: graduating high school. <laughs>
1: wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was not so for me.
3: Oh, Oh, can I, oh, can oh. I insert a little information that I found out? Sam, Apparently, Nick qualifies as millennial as well. Yes!
1: <laughs> you are one of us!
0: <laughs>
3: Welcome, Nick. I don't think Welcome. that's
0: necessarily true.
3: Okay, I, well, go look it up on Wikipedia. How does it feel?
0: Well, if you look up millennial and Gen X, both on Wikipedia, according to the definition, I'm both. So, so either there's a gray leaders. overlap or one of those articles isn't correct, and I don't know how those are defined. M-
2: millennials are... are uh, T- tech technology inclined
0: Gen Xers which is you oh. <laughs> but there's definitely people who are millennial who are way too young to be Gen X listen they're, to they're the disdain in his
3: voice I you will never be he's one he's like so
0: mad that he's no, so included not that in this at all. group it's, it's just I don't think that's how those work he
1: can like no the, longer hate us
2: suddenly he feels just like gross as a human <laughs> <laughs> I
0: feel youthful <laughs> So yeah, I don't know how far we want to pull on the thread, but this seemed to be an obvious choice for the uh the the potential hellstorm storm that's coming down upon our upon our world on November 8th. Which will be or like- November 28th if you're Trump. Right? Oh, no. <laughs> if you're if you're like buying a little extra time there. Um yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of discussion that this election cycle is the harbinger for our world becoming
1: it's the harpinger of death car threes
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's there's a if i remember correctly there's a lot of shit in this movie that was a ridiculous commentary on like all right people are getting stupid in 30 years is what it's gonna be like ha 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 but now it's like people are stupid in 30 <laughs> years this is what it's gonna be like like run for your lives and like brondos everywhere
3: (laughs) yeah i don't know i I don't know if it's that predictable of the future it's not like taco bell's making oh wait they are (laughs) making horrifying things
0: like i remember there being a taco bell thing i don't remember specifically what it was but yeah taco bell's making scary shit now what's the movie where taco bell's the only restaurant
3: it's this movie no, 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 no. That's not this one.
0: Demolition. Man. Demolition man.
2: Because that uh, one's coming true too. The mm. Taco Bell's opening an upscale restaurant. There will be okay. multiple tiers of Taco Bell.
3: They're opening an upscale restaurant. Think
2: about it.
0: The horror.
3: What does that? I don't. I don't. Well, imagine a five-star that restaurant
0: be... that has five ingredients. <laughs> one <10 laughs> star for each ingredient, <laughs> and they just—they've got this full menu of stuff with all the same five ingredients. Yeah,
3: it's like Bryce and I went to Taco Bell the other day. And I was like, I don't know what to get. I don't know what I want. And Bryce was like, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. (laughs) No, it's not, Bryce.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It kind of is.
0: See, I'm really interested in seeing what in this movie looks more grounded than it did, did 10 years ago. You know, like there could be some ridiculous shit in this movie that is actually real now.
3: I will say I saw this movie for the first time pretty recently. I think probably more recently than anybody else besides Bryce because I saw it with him. But, like, I saw it in the past, like, year or two. Mm. Um, And even before this whole political shitstorm happened, it was still, like, hitting really, like, close to home with what just at least the United States climate was like. I think it's very Mm. specific to the United States, but...
0: Like, there's a lot to do with reality TV in this, I think.
3: Yeah, and I think, you know, I think the president in the movie is making fun of, you know, if you think about the fact that Arnold Schwarzenegger was an actual governor, like, it's, I think that's really where they might have been drawing inspiration from, but I don't know. (laughs) Little did
0: they know how dumb it could really get.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and I, I think you were saying yesterday that, like, Mike Judd judge judge my judge has come out saying like we didn't mean to make a documentary
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if he said that exactly but i've heard that chatter yeah Yeah.
3: and i think i heard him talk on a um nerdist podcast about it about how They didn't like actually expect so many things to.
0: That's interesting. Like, I don't remember that part of it, but I do remember his Nerdist episode being fantastic. Yeah. As far as like, if you're the sort of person who wants to make your own way and make your own entertainment product, just listening to the way that dude just created his own path. It's like he taught himself animation. He got VHS tapes in front of everybody he could. It's like not as relevant today, but just the the will behind him. Just like I just wanted to make fun stuff, you Mm -hmm. know, that's a really awesome episode. It's a good interview. Yeah. So, yeah, our, our writer director here is Mike Judge, who at this time was pretty much known to the world as the Beavis and Butthead guy. And it was kind of weird to think that the Beavis and Butthead guy would make a movie.
1: And King of the Hill at this point.
0: Actually, no, I'm wrong because Office Space, the Office Space movie came out before this. Yeah, Office Space
3: was his first film.
0: Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Um, So, yeah, the original Milton Office Space short was in 1991. Then Beavis and Butthead started in 92. And so then, yeah, Office Space. But I think Office Space kind of flew under the radar. I think... I don't know. Did at the time Office Space came out, did you guys know that was Mike Judge? No, not at the time. Yeah, it was like nobody really knew it was the same guy. And then later, that kind of became like, oh, that's that guy.
3: I don't think I saw Office Space till like much later after it came out.
0: It was. It
2: was the uh, ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Okay, that's right. King of the Hill, ninety-seven. We weirdly office space was introduced to me as a movie made about the comic book you've never or the comic uh, strip you've never read. Yeah. Well, I think it was a It was a comic strip? Mil- Milton.
0: No, it was, oh, it was an animated right. short. It was a, oh, Okay, I was oh, a comic yeah. Short. yeah, I don't think he did still comics. I think he did okay. shorts, yeah. Yeah, and and I don't know if I've ever actually seen the Milton short. I want to check that out sometime. Um, didn't you guys see Extract? That was his next movie after this? That was really good. It was it wasn't like crazy good, but it had Justin Bateman being Justin Bateman, you know? Jason Bateman? Jason, Jason
1: Bateman. Jason, yeah. yeah. I was like, wait, does he have a brother I've never heard of? <laughs>
3: Did he do that was it evolution movie? No, that oh.
0: was um Ivan Reitman. Oh, Mike Judge is like the uh,
2: the voice of humanity is terrible.
3: Well, I know who he is. <laughs> I'm just...
2: No, I'm just like the, the style of everything so. he's ever done is just like yeah. What the fuck, oh, huma- humanity? For, I
3: don't know. Would you say that about Silicon? I guess so. I guess yeah. Yeah. Never mind.
0: <laughs> yeah. So now everybody's enjoying Silicon Valley that's still currently running. Although I still haven't seen the newest season. It was out when I was traveling, so it's I really need to watch good. it. It's pretty good.
3: It's it's interesting because I guess I guess spoilers ish, but not really. But like, it's interesting because you know the that one actor died in real life, mm-hmm. and they had to. It was clear that they were setting up a story arc with this actor that they then had to completely wipe free and yeah. like come up with a whole new story arc. I hmm. felt like
0: they were dealing with that in season 2. Oh, was that like season 2? Okay. Running in season 3?
3: Uh no, it gets better in mm. season 3. Okay. I'm trying to remember what the story even was that season. I don't know.
2: You see that the news thing about how some company actually
0: made their
3: compression algorithm. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's, I think I'm one of many brilliant things about off or Silicon Valley. It's everything they do is thought out to be a legitimate thing that could actually be a product like a compression algorithm that would save all of this bandwidth. Like that would be, that would have the buzz around it that they have. It's a real, Understandable product; it makes sense in the real world, not just in that. You know, everything seems very tangible. Even the ridiculous Silicon Valley company shit, as it turns out, is all pretty real and tangible.
3: Yeah, as you guys would know, considering your company was bought by Silicon Valley companies, it's kind of crazy how real (laughs) it is.
0: But I've I've visited the Google campus, I've visited the Apple campus, and I've seen some weird, crazy Silicon Valley stuff. So um, our stars here are uh, Luke Wilson, Maya Rudolph, Mm -hmm. and Terry Crews. Um, Terry Crews? Terry Crews. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, (laughs) And it was funny, looking this up, I was like, where the hell did Terry Crews start? And I didn't realize he was a football player. Yeah. So I guess I have a favorite football player now. (laughs) because <laughs> i love terry i think we all well, love know, terry Crews. you know
3: owen wilson did too owen wilson played football yeah that's what? why his nose is fucked up because what? of a football accident
2: but he wasn't was was like he was in a pro right
0: like college or something
3: i don't know i just know that he did huh. play football like professionally
1: Oh, i
0: know. didn't know that i didn't know that
1: so speaking of terry cruz mm-hmm. my brother works at the swankiest whole foods in los angeles and he frequently serves Terry Crews pizza. I just, oh I, my, oh my God. God. Terry
2: loves pizza.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just wanted him to come in and be like, give me some quinoa.
1: <laughs> yeah. I freaked out.
0: My favorite thing for a while, I don't think it's there anymore, but in the, uh, the map app for iPhone and Android, um, Waze. Oh. Yeah, um, Terry Crews was a voice you could put in there
3: You do have a mic
0: Oh, crazy. you showed us that That was yeah. awesome So it's like,
3: at the light, turn left
2: <laughs> It was pretty good
3: That is awesome
2: It was awesome for like 20 minutes
0: Yeah, and it then, did get old, yeah just Every time,
3: turn left
2: I was like, alright, alright, alright
0: <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he was, I guess, a player for the Denver Broncos Which people like me would not know um and then he was in the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie The 6th Day Ugh. which I don't even remember so I don't know what he was in that Wait,
2: movie Wait there's too many
0: no, there's too many Arnold movies with numbers it's I think that's the one
2: where Arnold's a clone which is actually the good Wait, one
3: <laughs> that think. also sounds like too many Arnold movies <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't narrow it down
2: One of them one of them is Arnold is is cloned and one of them is like he's fighting like there's some sort of weird Christianity subplot.
0: Yes. And, those hit around the same time.
2: And they both have like numbers in the title, I think. Huh.
3: We don't have enough Arnold movies on this podcast. Ah,
2: we'll we'll fix good. that soon.
3: <laughs> have we watched any?
2: We watched. Uh, uh, recall, oh, yeah. recall, recall, recall. Oh, yeah. right.
0: Total right. Ricola. Oh. So Terry Crews did a lot of, you know, i don't think he was huge in a lot of movies but he did a bunch of stuff like soul plane and white chicks and starsky and hutch
3: oh my god i it forgot was in soul plane Ch- and white chicks <laughs> and he was so, that guy
0: i guess i never saw soul plane i never wow. saw soul plane. i yeah.
3: mean I, I didn't either i'm just saying like <laughs> yeah. i'm just shocked i didn't realize that was the same person. We,
2: we had wiped soul plane from our collective memories
3: yeah no i remember white chicks
1: and yeah. I'm like thinking it was hilarious Oh my god I
3: don't know <laughs> I It I could be know. interesting
0: <laughs> God,
3: I've never seen it
0: So now we're loving him on Brooklyn Nine-Nine
3: Absolutely And he's yes.
0: like the most adorable Like cut from stone muscly guy That's ever existed <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah I just I want to spend time with this dude <laughs>
3: Okay <laughs>
1: Go get a job at Whole Foods and you can serve him pizza
0: Okay I might have to look into that. Um, so then we also have Maya Rudolph, um, who I did have a very legitimate crush on for a long time. Um, she was in Saturday Night Live two thousand two thousand seven, um, and then I don't know. It's kind of hard to like. She's done a lot of uh, s- fairly small roles in comedy movies, grown ups, bridesmaids. She was in Big Hero Six. <laughs> Um, and then Luke Wilson. So Luke Wilson, along with, uh, Owen Wilson got started with Wes Anderson, um, with both versions of bottle rocket, the original short, and then the theatrical version in 96. And then Luke Wilson was in a bunch of, uh, Wes Anderson stuff, Rushmore, Royal Tenenbaums.
3: It was Owen Wilson.
0: Yeah. I think Owen was in more Wes Anderson than Luke was. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys ever see my dog skip?
1: Mm-mm. No. Yes? Sam? <laughs> I did. Is that the one remember? with the Beagle?
0: And Frankie Muniz? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he was in that. I l- like that's I haven't seen Marley and Me, but I feel like it's probably the same sort yeah. of
1: I can never watch Marley and Me now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's it's a movie that will make you fall in love with a dog and then cry at the end.
3: I don't know if I've ever seen that movie actually. Yeah, I know what good. happens, but
0: I mean it's a dog, you know what happens, you know? <laughs> It's gonna poop. <laughs> it's the yeah. There's
2: two two categories of movies. It's movies with dogs and movies about dogs. And movies about dogs always
1: end the same way.
0: But they always <laughs> go to heaven. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. You can you can feel okay about that.
1: Or home. They they go to heaven. Or yeah. Home. <gasps> that is totally one we should watch. Yeah. Homeward, Homeward Bound. Bound.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've... Isn't that the one where they just torture? Animals. No, you're time. thinking of Milo and Otis. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Where they're like, Let's put this kitten in a box and see if this bear really does eat it. It's like, why? Why would you do that?
0: Didn't they throw the cat in a river at some point?
2: They threw it not off a
1: of cliff into the ocean.
0: Yeah.
2: Not <laughs> really... not the cat. They had hundreds of I- identical looking cats yes. and oh they all died.
1: No, they really did kill they the cat. Died. It was yeah. Every
2: one of those shots ended with a dead cat.
1: Oh, yeah. God. It was God. so bad. Awful. And I didn't realize like when When you watch it when you're little, yeah, yeah, you think like when you grow up, oh, it's obviously going to be CG or like a stuffed cat that they're throwing into the ocean. No, we watched it in college and we were horrified. We're like, we need to burn this DVD. We just (laughs) we just gave money to these people who killed kittens.
0: It's like a cat
2: snuff film.
1: It is.
0: (laughs) And there's like this whole crew of people standing behind the director like, did we get it in that take? It's like, mm, let's do another take. Oh, oh God.
3: my God. <laughs> no. So was this like before a time when you couldn't injure? It, it was made in China. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Where apparently they don't give a
1: fuck well, about little kittens.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to bet there's probably some other actors in this that I'm not remembering. Oh, I think Dax Shepard is in this. What? But yeah, there's going to be some actors that we I didn't remember that will be in this. That'll be nice surprises probably. Um so yeah I I feel like I'm going to enjoy this. I feel like I really liked this movie when I first saw it. Yeah, I like the whole dystopian future played for comedy. And I think there is a I don't know, I don't know how realistic it is, but there is this real note of like well, if the intelligent people are choosing not to have children and you know, all of the dumb people are just breeding, then I guess that's what's going to happen. <laughs>
1: Yep, yeah. And that is I think right after I saw this movie for the first time, I read this article about like how intelligent college graduates are having less kids and more like religious fanatics are literally banding together to have more children to create more religious fanatics.
2: Like it's a it's a real community plan.
1: Yeah. Wow. Like there was a hmm. some sort of somebody religious figure out there. It was, was Mormons. Like, Was it Mormons? It was. Okay. They were like, have more kids, so there's more of us. I wonder how
0: many listeners we're going to lose from this episode.
2: (laughs) Well,
1: if you're a religious fanatic. The thing
0: is, is the Mormon listeners
2: were like, I bet it's Mormons. And then.
1: (laughs) 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 I feel like there's two sets of Mormons. There's the crazy (laughs) ones. And then there's the ones that like are really chill and don't tell you. Like you never would know that they're Mormon. I think we swear too
3: much for a religious fanatic to be listening right. to the yeah. show. We have one That's listener right. that was just like, oh, they're talking about me.
0: <laughs> so, Ash, you saw this pretty recently. You probably yeah. have the clearest memory.
3: I do, yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I remember liking the film. Um, it's not necessarily a film I would go out of my way to see again. but
0: so you're I mean, thrilled about today?
3: It's kind of like... We were talking about this with something else where it's like, yeah, I get the joke 20 minutes in. You know, it's mm-hmm. like I get the joke. Oh, but you have to wrap up the narrative. OK. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's kind of like I, I get it. Um, but maybe and again, I'm, I'm saying that from the perspective of someone who just saw it a couple years ago. So I'm sure at the time that it came out, it was like all new sort of concepts. But it's kind of like, you know. It's a joke that I feel like I've seen before.
0: Yeah. I think some jokes don't necessarily bear repeating.
3: Yeah. Some jokes exactly. you get it and you're
0: done. And yeah, Ash is referring to, we were talking about Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, which I read about a third of the book and I'm like, this is good. This is enjoyable, but I'm done. Like, I don't need to read the whole book. <laughs> yeah, I get
3: I, I get, get the it. joke. It, I understand you need to wrap up a narrative, but yeah. it's like one of those things where it's like, this was a funny concept and then you made it into a whole film and then halfway through you're like, shit, we need a like story arc, you know, yeah. like, Oh, we have to wrap this up. Um, but I do remember it being really funny. Yeah. So there's that.
2: It was, it was a thing where it, it got like a solid 30 minutes of laughs while you did the full pitch. But then like,
3: yes, when it
2: was suddenly an hour and a half, and you had movie, to stretch it out. Yeah. Oh wait, no one's laughing anymore. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but I, I guess I'm curious considering you know when i saw it none of this like donald trump hillary nonsense was going on Mm. so i'm curious to see how true it is to our like current political climate but
0: yeah yeah Yeah, i mean i kind of feel like we're on this crossroads and if we go in one direction donald trump in november (laughs) like we could be on a path very much like this
1: yeah it's a little scary i don't know I, I feel like it'd be a little more Doctor Strange love.
0: I don't think I'm following you on that one. Just like dropping bombs. I
3: yeah. Can- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: Bombs everywhere.
3: But mm. did you guys hear, speaking of like weird political climate, uh, you might not have seen this, but did you hear that yesterday the first newspaper in the entire country that has ever endorsed Donald Trump endorsed Trump? And do you know which newspaper? Oh, a paper actually
0: finally did.
3: A newspaper finally did. Do you know which newspaper it was?
2: For comedy, I hope it's like Mother Jones. But no, what is it? It was the the Santa
3: Barbara News Press. That makes so
2: much sense.
3: No, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Santa Barbara, the like the
2: richest white people land in most of California.
3: But it's also like extremely hippie. Like it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's like Laguna
1: Beach. The hippie subset is so like into the ocean and like not that political, man. And then the there's way more rich people than there are hippies. It's a lot
3: more hippie than Laguna Beach.
0: I thought Santa Barbara was a the lot lot island of rich people
2: in yeah. the ocean of hippies. Yeah, if we were if we were gonna guess a place that would have endorsed Trump in California, I would have picked somewhere in Orange County.
3: Yeah, or like big Bakersfield or something. <laughs> yeah, like you know, a like, place with a lot of farmers. Yeah, like it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no I feel like we're, we're unfairly stereotyping
2: <laughs> <Sorry>. farmers
1: here. <laughs> and
3: Bakersfield. We've, so. we've
1: driven up to Northern California enough to know that on every farm there is a Farmers for Trump poster. So, mm. sorry farmers, but that's that's where we got our impression from.
2: All right. Well, have we alienated enough of the audience? <laughs> <laughs> Probably so not. How are
0: you going to feel about this movie, Sam? Um,
1: I think it's going to be pretty funny. I don't remember much of it at all. So I'm very curious to watch it again. And I'm
3: <laughs> kind about, of
1: scared. It? Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of scared to find out how true it might be. Like
0: you're going to be... Have hitting the sobering reality of what could happen.
1: The sobering reality of we're all doomed. Mm.
0: What do you think, Brett?
2: This is a movie that is infinitely quotable. Mm. There's so many, so many good lines, and so many ridiculous situations. Uh, but it's a little clouded by the type of person that it created. <laughs> that the movie created. <laughs> yeah, uh, because this came out when we were in high school and. It became a annoyingly anti-political, jaded teenager, mm. and that person is so awful. <laughs> and we we uh, grew up in a town that was instantly full of them after this movie came out. Yeah, you know uh, Mike Judge, you made terrible people, just like fuck politics. And it's like, but like that's how your life is affected. So. Like, don't fuck politics.
3: But to be fair, I wouldn't blame this movie for that climate. I think grunge, you know, rock had a lot to do with that and punk rock.
2: True, but this was, you know. Uh, a decade later after that storm had kind of calmed down and this was the uh the second wave of it's cool to not care uh these
1: were the screamo kids
2: (laughs) yeah so so the movie i think i remember it being pretty funny i'm looking forward to watching it again yeah i don't know it's it's i i have trouble separating my memories of the movie from my memories of the the environment that it created uh, in our in our little high school group. So, what do
0: you expect, Bryce?
2: Well, I think like everyone's already said, uh, it's a very important and relevant uh, documentary about how easy it is to lose your car, and uh, Ashton Kutcher uh, shows us how to find it if that happens. So,
0: it's informational. All right. <laughs> So, we're going to rewatch Idiocracy, which is not on Netflix. We're finding it on iTunes. It's probably on Google Play as well. Uh, so, you might want to pause the podcast, rewatch Idiocracy, and join us when you're done.
3: What is the Taco Bell song?
0: Inchurito, Nacho Burrito. Inchurito, Nacho Burrito. Inchurito, Nacho Burrito. In Though, not so we just finished rewatching Idiocracy.
3: And I think our IQs dropped a little, yeah. maybe. <laughs> you know, I don't think
0: this is a good thing to say, but Dax Shepard plays a great idiot.
3: Yeah. Which one was he again? Sorry. The,
0: the lawyer. Oh. Like. I don't know that I've ever seen him not play that character.
3: (laughs) Aww. Well, some people aren't acting, Nick.
0: I guess. I don't
3: know. No, he was acting.
0: Yeah, there were some really good, like, blank stares. And I like Justin Long. Like, you you know. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying?
3: You know what I'm saying? It's funny how we were just talking about like the pregnancy thing. I forgot how much that really like tied into this and how uh, like intelligent wait. people aren't having oh. children or whatever. I saw an article about how like why millennials aren't having children. Not didn't necessarily label so. it as intelligent people, but, yeah, I mean, you know.
0: I think that works as a, you know. as a concept for the movie. I don't know. I don't know if we can necessarily buy a whole hog into that concept no.
3: well I, that's
0: like it works for a movie but i don't know if that's necessarily true
3: but that's why i'm bringing it up is like i was re- like i read this article about how like like
0: millennials, like millennials are not millennials having, are yeah.
3: not having ch- as much children as the past and there is like mm. a huge drop in like people being born and people wanting to have children and it was like this You know, 10 reasons or whatever why millennials don't want to have children. Was was
2: number one that everyone's broke as shit?
3: (laughs) That was one of the reasons was that people think that it's not like a a good financial decision, which was one of the things that they said in the movie. They're like, with this market as it is right now. Yeah. You know, like a lot of the reasons they gave were reasons that were in this list.
0: But I think the leap that they're making is saying like, well, the people who do have a bunch of kids are dumb, which you know, I, I don't want to go out and say that, but I think there probably is a case for people having children later, people having fewer children. There's a huge problem, I think, in is it Japan, Japan. Mm-hmm. where they're just like not having kids also, at all. Like
1: is it Sweden, I think, and they came out with that commercial that went viral on the internet. Yes. Like please have babies. Oh, yeah, please. like
0: grandmothers yeah. want grandchildren. So yeah. <laughs> I think it was they did some research that found that people tend to conceive while on vacation. So the commercial was travel. Oh your yeah. Grandparents- no, it was yeah. like grand or parents buy your millennial kids trips so that they'll have <laughs> grandchildren.
3: Oh yeah. yeah but see, crazy. the interesting thing is you you said that it's a big problem and like I don't think it is a problem because I think, you know, we're heading towards this like Crazy overpopulation yeah. of the planet. Like maybe it's a good idea for us to slow down and not have as many population.
0: Maybe I think problems. there's a lot of complexity there. Like if it's just Japan that stops having children, then that's an issue for their culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would be nice if, like, on a global scale, evenly throughout the entire world, mm-hmm. everybody just sort of reeled back a little bit.
3: Well,
1: there's still like, in order to maintain our economy and our population, people have
3: to have X amount of kids. Yeah. So, okay. but we don't like that's my point is we shouldn't be maintaining this population, we should be like seriously decreasing it because we're on a projected course to exceed our natural resources. Yeah, but, but it doesn't
1: necessarily have to do with overpopulation as like overconsumption of material
3: goods. But overpopulation does have a lot to do with it. Like, we are exceeding the amount. Like, there's this many people on the planet, but there's only resources for this many.
1: Yeah, but, like, we're a small portion of the planet, and we're using most of the resources.
2: Yeah, it's mostly just the U.S. that needs to yeah. s- chill the fuck out on well, t- China. Well, <laughs> China yeah.
0: yeah, That's why we need to get our ass to Mars, <laughs> to no. refer to another movie we've
2: watched. To so
1: grow potatoes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> going to be weird when people on Mars are just referred to as the potato men. <laughs> yeah.
3: I didn't actually find that this movie really tied into our current political climate as much as I thought it would.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just kept thinking about President Camacho, a guy who would be elected just because he was, what, a, a wrestling star or an ultimate fighting star. Mm-hmm. And it's like, now we've got a candidate who is getting elected purely on popularity and no resume. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I did kind of see the truth in like being bought by corporations, that sort of thing. Oh, like totally, that's yeah. probably the most relevant. Yeah. Which
0: actually would be more of a critique of Hillary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you didn't you know, think the uh,
1: guy who owns well, his own I mean, that's not really
3: fair. That's again, that's a critique of the entire system. It is the like, entire yeah. that's not system. just Hillary. Yeah. Like all political figures have been bought by corporations. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: But also, that's a thing that people just say and no one ever really, like, talks about, like, remember that time when Hillary actually had all this stuff?
1: Well, she does. There's just, like,
2: weird weird uh, talking points about both of the candidates where everybody takes the worst byline and just says, yes, that's a fact. And then, like, (laughs) (laughs) like, somehow everybody has conceded that, like, Hillary's a corrupt politician. And it's just, like, I don't know. Like, what's the thing? And then everyone's like, uh...
1: Like, what's Uh, what's an electrolyte? Uh. (laughs) It's what we crave, but we have no idea. It's
0: what plants crave. Yeah, I mean, you could also say that the good thing about Donald Trump is that he's not going to be bought. Because he doesn't need anybody to buy him. He's got his money. Eh. It was, well, yeah.
1: But then, like, I don't know. There's also the flip side of, like, he cares more about money than about like humanitarian mm-hmm. stuff.
2: Well I just I just saw in that the uh Congress scene, like Camacho standing firing his gun, telling Congress yeah. to shut up. Shut up. <laughs> and, and then like is what up <laughs> And then like promising just like random bullshit that had nothing to do with what they were there to mean about uh, just to appease everyone. And I was like, oh, yeah, like that's that sounds so familiar.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was surprised. I'd forgotten that this is basically the same setup as Futurama. Like, oh, there's Mm -hmm. a guy frozen and unfrozen.
3: I mean, I could see this as a Futurama episode too. Like Fry yeah. gets frozen again and goes into the future and like there's a live action Futurama. <laughs> That's a I thing. Is it? There's a live action, but it's, it's it's film. a fan film. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's not out. I yet. haven't seen it.
0: Yeah, the trailer's out, but the actual thing's not done yet. Yeah, and it's like I kind of felt for a minute like this is like a a pessimistic version of Futurama. And it's like, well, no, maybe Futurama is not quite so optimistic. Maybe it is kind of no. dark, too. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't think Futurama is anywhere near as bleak as what we see in this movie.
1: I don't know. I feel like it kind of covers up the bleakness with, like, really clever little comedic bits. Especially oh, yeah. It's a like... fun movie. <laughs> especially in, like, every scene, there's something funny in the background that... I feel like you could watch this movie multiple times yeah. and notice new yeah. little gags in the back. And there's a lot of detail.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I think some of you might have stood up and walked away in this moment that I thought was brilliant. Like, the first time we see Dax Shepard, he gets out of his big comfy chair <laughs> and it's a toilet. Oh.
2: <laughs> and it <laughs> like, flushes when oh, it gets up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Ugh. that is so vile. <laughs> I'm so grossed out. I'm really glad the dog decided to eat a stick at that exact moment.
2: Ugh. It was uh weird watching this, thinking back to the the thing I said before uh where like the message of this movie is obvious, and like the all of the the people that I said I didn't like about their opinions is like how do you draw the conclusions that you drew from this movie? like to not care oh
0: okay <laughs> people who decided fuck politics after yeah, seeing this movie th-
2: this movie was like hey start caring or the world's gonna be terrible and like yeah. yeah it was a bunch of everybody took it as like political fatalism it's like oh we're fucked it's over like who cares is i don't know it was just a weird conclusion to draw they were too having dense watched this again to
1: understand the message of the film they were in I high school <laughs> like,
0: there's a despair that sometimes i feel from this election like is there really anything I can do? Yeah. Like, I'm definitely going to go and vote. But at a certain point, it's like, is it really going to make a difference? So on I'm going to try, but I don't know if it will.
1: Totally. On that, Brett and I were talking, and it's actually surprising because there's you have more of an influence on the smaller elections. Yeah, which like people both, disregard. Yeah. So, I don't know. Everyone kind of pins their hopes on the presidential. And it's like, like you have more control voting for your mayor and like mm-hmm. these little things
0: even just paying attention to senate and congress yeah
1: absolutely which
0: i which i need to do that research and if Lots this if we accomplish any goal here maybe the point is like hey do the research on all the elections other than the presidential election yeah somebody posted something on facebook recently which was a true glorious gift which was Here's all the propositions oh. for California. Here's yep. what they mean. Yep. Here's the advantages and disadvantages. Yeah. And they tried to make it really bipartisan and mm-hmm. not leaning either way. It's really valuable.
1: There's a lot of. In
0: fact, I'm going to try to find that before was we finish recording.
1: Was it kind of like funny and it made jokes?
0: It was a little funny. Yeah.
1: I think that was Michelle Kowalski posted
3: that.
2: Not reading things is scary. We we got stopped by a uh, one of those clipboard people out in Mm -hmm. front of a grocery store and they're Mm like sign sign this thing in support of prop whatever this was a couple years ago and I was like all right well tell me about it Uh, and they started talking and they're like if you sign this then it'll increase funding for schools and I was like okay well I'm gonna read it real quick and I read it and the thing is the current system was like 13 percent of taxes go to, to the school And the new thing was 10 to 13 percent of taxes go to schools. So
3: it could be worse.
2: And so it it is like this this thing we want to sign. The only possible like thing that could happen with this is that schools get less money. Yeah. She just like looked at me like what?
1: Also, that was the year where they're like sign this for gay marriage. And we're like, let's read it. And they were like, yeah, to ban gay marriage. I was like, fuck you. Like, why are you tricking Wow. awesome liberals into this bullshit like, well man. i think you got
3: you make a good point like we also live in this world where people just read headlines you know like you were making the point about what mm-hmm. people say about hillary and it's like people get so upset about a headline and then they never actually read the article totally i catch myself all the time i'm like yeah. hey brett did you
1: hear this thing he's like yeah well what about this i was like i didn't read the article yeah I just totally
3: read the <laughs> i started forcing myself i was like if i'm gonna you know, read a headline, I better read the whole article. Yeah. And the, the, the shitty part is, is like what I discovered was that articles are fucking boring. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But it's, it's true. Like they write, like the article is just so much fluff. Like there's two paragraphs of just like fluff in the beginning. I think
1: what you're referring to is the writer's opinion, which (laughs) is what I fucking hate. I'm like, I don't want to read your article to hear what you think. I want the facts
3: so I can determine well, what I think. That's my point too is like it's not even – sometimes it's not even necessarily their opinion. Sometimes it's just like I, I need to hit a word count so I'm going to be creative here and like add some like creativity at the beginning. Like imagine yourself standing blah, blah, blah. Uh. you know. And it's like no. I find it, almost consistently if you click on an article and you skip to the third paragraph, the third paragraph is the information you want
0: yeah that first paragraph is like the the prose the the
3: the like let's yeah. I'm a creative writer yeah. Even yeah. when though I I'm was a journalist five,
1: <laughs> Trump shook my hand and it changed my life and now I'm writing about uh, it all this
2: gonzo nonsense where they have to feel like they need to contextualize it for you is, yeah it's like no one ever writes just facts anymore exactly. and like if you have an article that's like, you know, such and such thing happened. And then it's like three pages. It's like, you
0: could have just said what
2: happened. And then that's Holy. all I wanted to know.
0: So the, the site I was looking for is ballot.fyi.
1: That's totally the one.
0: Which makes me wonder, what is the domain FYI? What country is that?
2: That's the new uh, ICANN I thing. Oh, that's... so it's
0: not tied to a specific. Okay. Yeah. that's It's um,
2: specifically for info pages.
0: So either this is only California or it's somehow locked onto my location and doesn't let me get out of it. Right. So this might only be advantageous to California residents. But I think the point is, like, if at all possible, like, try and do the research on anything other than the presidential elect. Like, yeah. find information about the other things that are going to appear on that ballot. That's our PSA for the day. <laughs> Make
3: try to your inform yourself on mind. the other things. Definitely. But, you
0: know, there was this great article written – I can't remember his name. I wish I could. Maybe one of you will. The, the host of Dirty Jobs. Mike oh, something. Job
3: Row. Mike Micro. Rowe. Mike Rowe, yeah. sorry. Job <laughs> It was kind
0: of brilliant. Somebody was saying, Mike, can you please encourage people to vote? And he says, no, I'm not going to encourage people to vote. Because if people go out just to vote because they feel it's his obligation and they haven't informed themselves, they haven't done any research, they don't know what anything is about... It's not an obligation, it's a right, you know? So maybe you shouldn't vote if you don't know what any of these things are that you're voting for. Mm -hmm. I really like
2: the, the, uh, and this, I don't think this has ever been applied to voting specifically, but the, that scientific, you know, the, um, fuck, what is it? The statistic where it's like when a ton of people, take a guess at something it's more correct Ooh. than when one person
1: it's like herd immunity but for it's ba- like
2: basically just increasing ex- the number except of guesses
3: for brexit
1: well
2: that right. was that and was the opposite that was example. a reduction in the number of guesses not enough people went out to vote and only the idiots went out and voted
3: <laughs> or
0: people just thought oh that sounds like a really good idea i'm angry with what's going on in the eu and they voted yeah i mean the but
1: people who voted but they didn't do the a guess. yeah but well, i think they I were saying like, like the, they the voter
0: turnout made out. a guess they made a decision based on extremely small amount of information that seems like a good idea but they didn't do the research to figure out like what would really happen if that went down mm-hmm. so it's 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 an uninformed vote
1: yeah i think what brett is referring to was a radio lab From their archives, where they talked about, like, in the early, like, 1900s at the fairs, they'd have people, like, guess the weight of things. Oh. And.
0: Crowds tend to be accurate.
1: yes. So when you take the average of crowds, it's more accurate than any individual. So as a population, when you pool your knowledge, you're smarter because of it.
0: But is that, I mean, guessing the weight of something is different from guessing the correct policy.
1: Yeah. Yeah but i think
0: but yeah. it's
2: it's it's different but it's there's still like the the premise that more eyes on a problem will tend to lean the the group percentage of correct answers towards correct mm.
3: i don't know cuz cuz the yeah, assumption the it.
2: assumption <laughs> that every additional voter that is encouraged to go out to vote has a, an entirely uninformed opinion is also a little uh a little far off in one direction. Like even if you weren't going to vote and this, this Mike Rowe guy was like, go vote. You would go out and you're not just walking in blind guessing. Like there's still, there's still your personal political leanings uh, at the core of it. Like there's, it it's still a better representation of what the country actually thinks even if it's just political ideology and not even voting for a specific candidate
0: yeah maybe I and mean, even if what you end up doing is voting along party lines you know yeah that's
2: still more representative of what yeah. the country thinks than i just not it, voting
0: it pains me how dumb i am it pains me that
2: <laughs> <Us> i
3: <tuning. laughs>
0: I just, I don't know. There's so much that I don't know about any given election cycle. And I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough. You know, I wish I knew more. I wish more people knew more.
3: Well, I think, and we, we've had this conversation before where it's like, it's just a matter of like, we have this wonderful age of the internet where you have access to information. Right. You can find this. (laughs) The way that these things are written are written in like legal sort of you know mumble jumbo synergy type you know words where it's like the average person is just confused it's like him in the movie trying to explain time travel and the guy's like what you know Mm -hmm. that's
1: why you'll like that
3: website yeah totally i actually pulled it up when you said it but like you know i wish that there was it's just weird that
0: it's just California propositions.
3: It's great that there's like a website, but it's weird to me that there isn't like, why is there not like an app, you know, or something like you know what? why there
0: are apps, but oh,
3: like yeah. there,
0: there's an app for California government,
3: mm.
0: you know, and, and there probably are others. I
3: mean, but, do you, have you ever like, gone and
0: like read the text of some of the propositions,
2: like the yes. actual law text? Yeah. I mean some of them are really obvious, like, do we want to ban gay marriage? Yes or no. But, like, some of them are really complicated. Like, oh, the yeah. like the math stuff, anything with numbers. like Yeah. They're, they're and even
3: on the ballot, it's like, even, like, for example, there was the whole thing about the caged chickens that came up, I think, at the oh. same time for gay rights. It was, like, whether or not it should be okay for chickens to, you know, have X amount of space. And it was, like, there were all these things where it's like it seems very simple black and white on paper but then when you talk to other people who were like against it there was all these like well you know doing that is going to raise the price of eggs and this is going to go up and whatever and it was like oh shit there's all these other factors just like in the movie using the water caused an economic crash
2: yeah like so the the ballot dot uh fyi or whatever like the the I haven't checked it out, obviously, but the, mm. the question that, that immediately comes to mind is uh, how biased is the summarizer? And because is, is ballot.fyi just reading
0: the headlines? Well, it's so
2: it's cool. one of those it says where it's
3: nonpartisan.
0: Exactly. You look at it and they say, We don't lean any other way. We're completely nonpartisan. NPR but says can, that too. <laughs> can they truly be that? I mean, Fox News, their tagline is fair and balanced. You know, whether it doesn't matter which side you lean, you have to admit that Fox News has an opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, so I don't know if if they're making the effort to do that. I mean, wouldn't it be nice if news made a profit from truly informing us rather than making a profit from, you know, ad buys? Yeah. You know, they, they make more money the more scandalous things are. They don't make more money by informing us.
1: Well, it depends on what we click. If, like, more people... Oh, yeah,
0: the people are supporting that system, you know? Sounds like you want a
2: publicly funded, government-run media center. (laughs) No,
0: (laughs) The thing I'm truly fascinated by is, in the 50s, when television first started, there was a law, because the government regulated the airwaves, and there was a law. Yes, you can make money by broadcasting television, but you must broadcast the news X amount of time on any given day. It was this inconvenient thing that the that they were forced to do. And then at some point they thought, well, we can, we can actually sell ads for the news and still be compliant with this law. And then news became profitable, and then it became this whole different thing. And so there was this blink of an eye when it was like you had to do it as a societal obligation where it was actually informing people. And that faded away, and that's a bummer. <laughs> so we're learning a lot about this movie that was like... <laughs> No, I I think this is all really, you know, it's the things that are on everybody's mind. And it's interesting to watch a movie that kind of shines a light on the worst case scenario.
3: Yeah. I mean, there were like, I think Sam kind of brought it up, but like the whole idea that this corporation buys like the FDA and whatever is like not really, you know, that far off base. Like there are, especially if you look at like the drug administration like why mm-hmm. do doctors like push certain drugs well because they're sponsored by them yeah. you know like that's how the system works like if your doctor's like you should really take this one over that one like it's because they're being sponsored you know and, then, and yeah. the
2: next logical question is why doesn't the fda stop that and
0: you would guess that it's because there's some money involved
3: yeah exactly they're also being sponsored by
0: and isn't know? that the great thing about science fiction, like? If we talk today, a company buying the FDA, no, that can't happen. That's ridiculous. But then you say, well, let's add 500 years to that equation. You know, we're definitely in a situation where with a certain thing, certain series of things happening, that's not such an insane idea. No, it couldn't happen now. But, and that's a great thing about sci-fi, like shining a light on things. Like if you continue on this path, Mm -hmm. that could happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And this, at its heart, was a sci-fi movie. A very funny sci-fi movie. But yeah. yeah.
1: Well, the good news is, is that Neil deGrasse Tyson says that as a whole, human populations have been getting smarter over time, not dumber. So, huzzah to us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot that's great in the world that's easily overshadowed by the things that are bad. Because yeah. the things that are bad get more attention.
1: I mean, we don't. Bloodlet anymore because we think we have evil blood. (laughs) Thank God we just wash our hands and help prevent diseases. Although anti-vaxxers, whatever. (laughs) Well, you see
2: that you see that thing about the uh, the the blood transfusions making people.
1: Oh shit! Yeah, young blood. Young blood. Young blood. What?
2: So there is this. Well, it was funny. There's this creepy the Keith Richards thing. Creepy story about like uh, one of the popes that in the past was like. Uh, I, to stay young I need like the blood of children infused into me
1: wait this is not the young blood I thought this is terrifying what are you talking about <laughs> uh,
2: and everyone's like aha that's weird and then scientists were like but maybe and it turns out if you take the blood from young like mice and put it into mm-hmm. old mice oh. their health problems go away and well, they that, like, did hear like, that, yeah. not completely but they like the shit gets uh, yeah, they get they, healthier
1: they um have increased cognitive abilities. Their yeah. neurons, fi- I think they fire faster and they have like better response times and they learn Isn't more it quickly. Like
3: about the white, the younger white blood cells.
2: I mean, that's I a theory,
0: but they don't know why it, it,
2: oh, it happened. I thought yet. I
3: heard something about that.
0: Well, you know, there's the urban myth that I don't believe, but that's the reason why Keith Richards is still alive when all these other rock stars are dying. Oh,
3: God. That he <laughs>
0: does once a year, completely replaces all of his blood. Oh, oh my God. Oh. Yeah. Why Did am I
2: talking about this? Yeah. It's <laughs> creepy. I, had
0: a, I thought I had a point, and then I forgot what it was.
1: The point was to creep us all out. <laughs> Thanks, Fred. Let's
0: talk about the fun thing that we just discovered. There's a third Wilson brother. Oh, my God. Andrew Wilson as, what was it? Extreme Beef. Beef
3: Beef Supreme. Beef Supreme. Supreme.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know. He seemed really cool. He didn't even speak. But, like, (laughs) he was doing that thing where he's, like, working the crowd and firing guns. And, like, he seemed to have a lot of charisma. I'm like, why don't we know about this guy? His for a second, like from, from the distance, I was like,
2: that looks like uh fuck that guy that plays Stifler. Yes, I thought that too. Yeah. I
3: thought it was Ben Affleck. Sean William Scott when they first showed his picture really? during the news broadcast. Uh, <laughs> he kind of looked like Ben Affleck, which okay. I think would have been amazing.
0: But I I too saw the Sean William Scott thing. Like he does look like that dude.
3: There's like something about this movie where like they definitely paint a world but it doesn't feel like a very like fleshed out world to me. Like there's a mm. lot of like gags, but for some reason there's something about this movie that just never, like the world didn't really feel very feel real. real. I think it's because they don't travel anywhere. They
1: stay yeah, in the it same could place. Be.
0: It felt to me like the live action Flintstones movie. Oh God. It's like, yeah, this is a cool idea and I can see that world, but yeah, this world doesn't hold water. It's, it's kind of like a, uh, you
2: know th- it's the prediction of what the future is going to be like but at some point way before this movie the world ended because yeah totally like, cuz the society doesn't work going. oh yes. but this unsustainable it's like,
0: but
3: what if yeah. it did
2: yeah. and then th- that's what this movie is. so i get like why it doesn't work cuz it definitely doesn't work i feel like yeah. also
3: like one thing that really doesn't work for me which was the thing that didn't work for you in the last movie is like there's so much visual noise In this movie. There was a lot. And I get that that's, like, on purpose. Like, I get that that's, like, the gag. But it's just, like... Their clothing has text on it. And I think the texts and logos are specifically, like, so you can't read them, like, on the presidential... jokes. Right. But, like, even on the presidential podium, there was the Pepsi logo, and it did say Pepsi, but they had distorted the word Pepsi, so you couldn't really read it, probably so they wouldn't get sued. I was going to say, so they couldn't get sued. (laughs) But, like, a lot of, like, the ones on their clothes, like, some of them you could read, but some of them were, like, purposely distorted so you couldn't, I think. Yeah. But it just made, like... It just like hurt my brain because I'm like trying to read her <laughs> yeah. like outfit, and I'm like I can't read this word, and it's so much visual noise, and like the walls are like plastered in it too, and like I love that the walls in the, the White same. House were
0: covered in money, but like <laughs> the fake money. Yeah. <laughs> It, it looked like NASCAR cars that are yeah. just covered yeah, in I sponsors. So and was, the
3: yeah. background is too, and like yeah. the desks. I mean, oh my God. Is
0: NASCAR
2: um, idiocracy?
3: Oh my God.
1: Shh. No. no. Well, I think,
3: <laughs> <laughs> danger,
1: danger. I
0: think it's an example of, of sponsorship run amok.
1: Yeah. And that's like, kind I, of what I think they're going for with all the logos. yeah. And I feel like, yes, visually it was kind of assaulting to the eye, but it, I think it added so much to the story and the world that I kind of overlooked the ugliness of it. You know what's what's funny,
2: though, is I had a similar thought the other day driving down uh, Colorado in Pasadena. Oh, yeah. And I, like, looked around, and I was like, there are so many signs everywhere advertising everything, and this is just a fucking garbage street. Uh, (laughs) That's a a lot of L.A. And I I wonder, I, I just wonder, like, how... How far off is it just because we didn't recognize any of the stuff in the movie that it felt so messy?
3: Yeah. It, like cause it
2: almost feels like there's that many brand logos everywhere For...
0: in this room. Like Oh. <laughs> but, no, I mean, you know, there's it's everywhere. Yeah. Well, we're we are in my nerd cave, so there's a <laughs> lot of Marvel logos and whatnot's everywhere.
3: Yeah, maybe I think I think it was the fact that, like, I couldn't read them that just made it seem Mm. like visual noise, you know, because it's like my brain is it's just something your brain tries to do. You try to read a word, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just natural. Yeah. And so it's like the fact that I couldn't, you know, like there was the one that you pointed out and it was like I was so distracted at trying to read what that word was that (laughs) I like missed a whole scene because I'm just trying to read like what is that word in the background, you know? And I get I think it totally is correct for the film, but it just
2: I just I wonder how different it is from like the Big Bang Theory where Sheldon wears a graphic tee and there's all kinds of recognizable stuff in the background.
3: Well, his shirts never have words on them
2: versus nasty, it's delicious. (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's like kind of. It's kind of like filmmaking 101 is you never want to put text around your subject that's in the background or on them, like because the human eye will be distracted to read it. It's like you don't want to put someone for an interview up against a poster that has text because people will spend the whole time trying to read the poster. But this film just said, fuck that. We're putting it everywhere, (laughs) you know?
0: Well, I mean, (laughs) you have to have the freedom to break certain rules to tell certain Elements of a story. Yeah. And I yeah, think but that was wouldn't it that also story.
3: have been just as effective if it wasn't text and instead was logos?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Because
3: then I wouldn't be spending the time trying to read them. Like for example, I didn't notice until this time around, but one of the guys his shirt was like that silhouette of a naked chick thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. as a pattern, and I think that worked a lot better. Cause I wasn't distracted Mm. from the Mm. actual like story and dialogue or like just pick one. Don't put it on the walls and on their clothes. It was definitely
2: a case of like, we have too many jokes and we can't, we cannot (laughs) say them them all. All. So like, like the nasty thing is just like, Oh, that's funny. Where can we put it? Ah, fuck. We'll just have them wear it. Like, Yeah.
3: (laughs) yeah. Like there's a poster of Terry in the background at one point that I like it was too quick to read. But I was like, I'm sure that's hilarious, too. You know, (laughs) there were so many great pictures. Yeah, Yeah,
0: I love the hall of Terry
3: faces.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: The different photos. I really enjoyed Mike McCafferty, um, who was the uh, the army guy who got in tight with the pimp.
1: Yeah, in the beginning of <laughs> the slideshow, oh, yeah.
0: he's uh, he's one of the guys on who did a lot of Channel One Hundred and One stuff with Dan Harmon. Oh, really? And it's cool seeing him and stuff.
3: You know, it would have been really funny because uh, at the end of the film just like backstory real quick but at the end of the film bryce was like huh i had a memory of the pimp coming back to the you know to the future as well and then at the end of the credits because we just left it on all of a sudden there is if you didn't see it viewer like go back and check it out there is the pimp shows up out of one of those crier freezing coffin things but wouldn't it have been funny if he did too
0: oh yeah (laughs) that would have been great And so you posted – so we try to post pictures from the movie to see if anybody can guess the movie. And I think the picture you posted was Mike McCafferty with the slideshow. So some of our viewers have already identified the movie. Like everyone. Even before we started recording. Yeah,
1: actually.
3: I guess that was too easy. you guys are good.
1: I went back through our Twitter and like I know what movies we watched. And I was like, what the fuck still is that?
3: (laughs) You know, the only one that people – had a really hard time with was Labyrinth. Nobody ever guessed it.
0: Really?
2: Yeah, nobody, I was surprised.
3: Nobody? nobody ever guessed that one. Did anyone one.
2: guess the Independence Day one? Because that one doesn't look like it's even from that movie.
3: I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. But Colin... Guessed idiocracy first, but that is not to say that a bunch of other people, you know, they did as well. Like, film lust also guessed it. Several people did. I mean, nobody guessed wrong this time. Everybody oh. was like, one person was like, well, it's that one guy. So I'm guessing idiocracy. I'm guessing he hasn't been in other movies then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, he's been in a few things. Oh, he's okay. just not like a huge actor. Gotcha. I i know him from the Channel 101 stuff, and he's got this awesome podcast. I think it's called Let's Talk About. No, it's called I just want to talk about Star Trek, <laughs> and every episode he like gets a guess. He's like, "Look, like I, I just want to talk about Star Trek," and he'll go on and on about a specific episode, and it's kind of fun. Huh. But yeah,
3: that's interesting. If you
0: like Star Trek, check out Mike McCafferty's I just want to talk about Star Trek. <laughs> All right, so yeah, let's get some final thoughts here. Um, Ash, you saw it pretty recently mm-hmm. and came back to it within like a year or two.
3: Yeah, I Was mean, it, I. I liked, like, what Sam said is, like, I feel like you could watch this film multiple times and see different things. And I do like that about it, like, the replayability. Um, It's something about, like, once we get to the, what's it called? The, like, monster truck part.
0: Oh, the rehabilitation. The
3: rehabilitation. Like, once once the film, like, gets to that point, I just kind of start to lose interest. Mm. Like, it just feels like it's done, you know? Like, if that part felt like we needed... To insert a plot, you know, we have to f- not insert it, but we have to finish the plot like quick yeah, wrap it We got up. a
0: job to do here. Yeah.
3: So I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like that from that part on, there's less jokes and it's just more mm. like let's, you know, finish the plot, which isn't really that great of a story you know
2: definitely like the (laughs) of all of the things that mike judge is really great at the the ticking clock isn't really one of the one of them yeah i can't think of many other situations where that's like a a centerpiece of the story that he's done
0: you know i'll say like you're definitely not wrong and i've seen that in movies like you've the whole gag is finished, but now you're finishing the business of telling mm-hmm. a story. But I guess I was like bracing myself for that. And then I didn't feel it so much. I felt like the movie was short enough and it felt kind of breezy and maybe it's cause it, you're repeating it so soon.
3: Yeah. I but think so. Cause... I didn't,
0: that didn't really bum me out, but I definitely see what you're talking about.
3: Yeah. And I guess I just wanted like a little bit more depth. I don't know. You wanted more depth from mediocrity. Yeah, I know. I know that sounds... <laughs> but I feel like, you know, you brought up the point about it being like Futurama. I feel like Futurama could have done this movie in a 30-minute totally. episode and it would have been better.
0: Well, that's what's great about Futurama is it's like several different stories that are 22 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Like this burdened itself with one story that had to spend an hour and a half with.
1: And I feel like we're seeing that a lot in television now. Where they're able to get more depth because they have more time to tell stories. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, like, imagine if you just saw one Futurama episode without having seen any other episode. Like, the episodes build on each other because you know certain things about characters and their backstory and who they are. But you Yeah, but can't. I'm just
3: saying in general, like, I think this could have been a bottle episode that you could have seen a one-off on and it still would have worked
0: Abs- mm-hmm. yeah this could have been an episode of yeah. futurama
3: yeah i'll
2: hit you again with too many jokes futurama <laughs> would have picked like yeah the best jokes and then it would have been like done
3: well i just i also think that futurama really excels at hitting the um the real like social commentary note where it really resident resident Resides, Resonates. Resonates, yeah. It really resonates with you as opposed to this film, like, it didn't really resonate with me. It was kind of like, yes, he made the decision to stay and, like, help, but I didn't really feel... Like an emotional impact from that decision. And then in the end, it turns out, like, it didn't even really matter that he made that decision because there were no actual stakes for that decision because (laughs) the time machine wasn't real. But they were clever in the way that they ordered that because he had
1: decided to stay before he found out it was fake. But what that made
2: it a willful moment, a depressing, I'm trapped in the future moment. Yeah, right. But
3: my point still stands is what it did was it also, like, null of. Fied his decision like instead it was a real moment of him making that decision but then in the end he didn't actually give up anything because it wasn't a real thing to give up. Yeah. So yeah, as opposed it. to like Futurama probably would have gone the direction where somebody actually made a real sacrifice that was more emotionally impactful. Well, well there
0: is an episode where Fry has the opportunity to stop himself from falling into the tube
3: mm-hmm.
0: and legitimately makes the choice to not change history because it helps Lila.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So there, they did have that moment.
1: Yeah, I think
0: nice.
2: the, uh, th-
0: you might be misreading
2: th- that decision, though, because it wasn't his like he wasn't giving up going home to stay he was accepting responsibility like that we opened the movie we opened the movie with like you don't do anything and they kept repeating the the lead follower get out of the way line and that was him finally being like i'm gonna lead and like right but i wasn't emotionally
3: impacted by that decision at all like it didn't it didn't inspire me to be like oh wow yeah you know i should go out and care about politics like clearly that didn't work because like you said a bunch of people had the opposite reaction really their goal
0: well i think that like the end of the movie kind
2: of put that the goal
3: of the end of the movie yeah
0: yeah i think it was a serviceable conclusion to the story that they had to tell yeah but the priority was the hilarity of the concept right i think
1: the time machine being fake was a joke more so than like trying to make it an emotional impact of a story.
0: <laughs> Sam, what'd you think?
1: Um, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought. It was really funny. I kind of went in expecting not a lot and was kind of shocked at how funny I found a lot of the moments and how engaged I was kept through the whole film. So I liked it.
0: Yeah, I I really liked it too. Like I thought it was really funny and I was hoping it would be and <laughs> you know, Mike Judge is always great. Yeah. I don't think, like, I do not like Beavis and Butthead, and I think that's the outlier. (laughs) Like, everything else that dude has done, I think, has been intelligent and very smart. So, So,
1: speaking of Beavis and Butthead and intelligence, did you know that Beavis and Butthead are based off of scientists that Mike Judge knew? Like, specific scientists? Yes. One is a physicist, and our guest, Ben... From our DuckTales episode, he went to school with him, and that was his instructor. Wow. Wow. So, he went...
0: Johann Heinrich
1: Beavis. (laughs) 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 We'll have to have him tweet the story. It'll be great.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, So, I really liked this movie. It was weird that they could take what is essentially just toilet humor for most of the movie and make it something that I was super into. Cause I'm not usually like, ah ha, ha fart jokes, but like <laughs> this, they, they played it up as I, I guess, what did I, I said it earlier, just like weird society, societal commentary. And it wasn't just a fart joke. It was so much deeper.
0: You remind <laughs> me of something. I like the moment towards the end where like, well, what about the nuclear reactors that are melting down? And the guy's like, we could just put toilet water on it, which is kind of funny. And you stop. Wait a minute, that's how you stop a nuclear reactor that's melting down. You dump water on it. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. like, huh.
3: <laughs> so then maybe by him staying and stopping them from yeah. doing it, he yeah. actually creates the world ending because of the nuclear reactor just or, melts down. Or maybe he
0: saves it because now they think the solution to everything is to put water on it, and maybe they dump water on it.
3: But he stop. He stays. If he had left, they would have dumped water on it. Oh, okay, But he stays and stops them from dumping water on it. Sorry, but go ahead, Brett. I to jump in on that. Uh,
2: No, I just think, like like you said, Mike Judge is awesome. And uh, most of the stuff he has is... uh, It's funny because a lot of it's not usually laugh out loud funny, but it's, like, just really, really hilarious just internally. And... You know, like King of the Hill, I think is my favorite animated series that has ever been. Yeah, it's really? so subtle. It's, uh, yeah, and it's. Oh, man,
1: I cannot say much. I that love show. it. It's so good. I feel like you have to give it more time and then come back to it because I used to hate it. And then Brett was like, come on.
0: Tell you what, man, it's Ding Dang All Great Show, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but
2: yeah, this I think this was a, a, a movie that really, really uh, caught a lot of the best of uh the mike judge commentary. Uh maybe not a lot of the best like actual story like Ash was saying, but uh it worked it worked for what I wanted
0: it to be. What do you think, Bryce? It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for rewatching uh Idiocracy with us. I think uh I think we had a pretty good time and I hope we can manage to avoid the mistakes represented in that movie. Camacho 2016.
3: <laughs> oh no.
2: Um yeah, if you liked the show, this is part of the Laugh Stash TV network of content. We have a YouTube channel with a drinking show and video game parodies.
3: Eventually the Fallout parody. <laughs> I feel
2: like my I feel like my closer is just getting shorter and shorter every yeah.
3: time. Yeah, you can follow us on um YouTube where Laugh Stash TV you can also follow us on Twitter at Lastash TV, or you can follow this podcast specifically at Let's Rewatch. And please send us your suggestions as far as like movies you want us to rewatch. if there's anything you think's good. Uh Mitch sent us the karate kid recently, so we'll have to get to yeah. that sometime soon. Um and thanks to everybody who's been tweeting at us, you know, uh Colin Tack. Um Holland tweeted at us, but uh, it was the idea of having her come back on and doing Spice Girls, which would be amazing. Please Spice Spice don't make yeah. me watch
1: that again. Oh, Holland. my God. It'll be great.
3: Um, but yeah, thanks for. Oh, yeah. And Nick. Um, Nick writes films, tweeted us his pictures of the castle from oh, Islander, yeah, yeah. which was he very had, cool.
0: He had a couple great nighttime yeah. shots of Island, Dawn and Castle that very I didn't cool. get to see when I was there. So, and if you follow our Twitter, we'll always put out that picture of a movie that we're watching, some frame that we're thinking should be difficult to guess. Yeah.
3: Sometimes sometimes I think they're too hard. Sometimes they're too easy. I don't know. I'm trying to find a happy medium. <laughs> but uh, thanks. Uh, do send us your suggestions. And you can also email us at letsrewatch at gmail.com.
1: And if you liked our podcast, please give us a review on iTunes or Google Play Music. We really appreciate all your feedback. So we do
0: this show every two weeks, so make sure your subscriptions are up to date. And join us again two weeks from now for another episode of Let's Rewatch. Yeah, and next time we're going to be watching
2: F-A-R-T, the movie.
0: (laughs) Oh, God.
3: Did you cameo in that?